So we're here in Glasgow for the European Championships Road Race and I'm back for uh, Podcast is Back, possibly possibly for one episode only, but we'll see how we go, we'll see if I get back into it, that could be fun. But um, it's all thanks to Andy Rafferty, who I'm here with, who encouraged me to come through and uh, watch the race and also record a, a podcast, which is a great idea. And Andy, it's a nice, comfortable circle, he joined me on the first ever show at Plain Cyclocross, where we did some... We, we did some Belgian lingo when we talked about the cyclocross sure, yeah. scene, scene and talked about your dad and uh, road racing in Scotland and stuff like that. So um, yeah. that was good. I hope so, this doesn't mean that if I was in the first one, this would be your last one. I know, no? yeah, hopefully <laughs> not. Hopefully not. Um, I certainly have had a hiatus, but um, yeah, let's, let's, it's, not, it's, not over, it's not over yet. So I no. think let's, um, let's see where we go from here. But yeah, as we said, we're in Glasgow for the European Road Race Championships and it's part of a week-long festival of sport, I guess you could call it, with loads of different things, swimming, triathlon, gymnastics, etc. And there's been a lot of track cycling um, and the men's road race is the culmination of the, of the week, really. Uh, so I thought we'd recap uh, some of the cycling with a particular eye on the, what's been happening been happening with Scottish riders um, and then talk about the road race that's happening as we speak. As we speak, if you hear uh, a car rushing past or an announcer. Yeah. So where are we? Let's <laughs> just set the scene as well, Andy. Um, so we're, we're here in the, the west end of Glasgow, uh, um, Great George Street, just off Byers Road, um, which is, to all intents and purposes, the top of the course, the furthest point away from the start finish down at Glasgow Green. And you can probably hear the announcing car in the background just about to rattle through, so we'll Let's just hear pause for a moment. So yeah, bit of House of Pain coming through, and I think that's a tune that I heard at Irvine Beach Cyclocross, and it's the same announcer who uh, who graces some of the Scottish cycling uh, cyclocross series and the Albanach series as well. The name escapes me for the moment, but um, yeah, great announcer. So um, yeah, I can imagine some of the riders are in a world of pain at the uh, moment. <laughs> good one. Yeah, so let's do a wee recap of what's um, been going on. Like a week ago, uh, we had the women's road race. Um, and uh, yeah, won by the Italian Marta Bastianelli, who's a former uh, world champion. And um, Andy, did you catch a bit of that one out on the course? Yeah, I was out. I took my, my young boys out. We went down to Glasgow Green for the day. Um, so we saw quite a lot of passages coming through the green. Um, there was a lot going on in Glasgow Green itself for by the racing. But um, it was quite exciting for the home crowd for you had um, young British rider Sophie Wright yep. who was in the lead either on her own um, or at one stage joined by a couple of riders for, for quite a few laps so you can imagine she's coming through Glasgow Green on her own several times and the boards were being banged quite loudly by all and sundry so that was quite cool to see yeah. and then the dimensions of the race shifted again and it, um, as we got towards the end of the race you had two really big names out front um, um, Lisa Borghini from Italy and if I remember correctly, it was Anna van der Brechen from the Netherlands. Um, but as inevitably happens with these, all these kind of races, there was a little bit of cat and mouse and to and fro. Um, and in, coming into Glasgow Green, there was you know the last kilometre and the bunch was about to catch them. And that led to that reduced bunch sprint that um, yeah. Marta Bastinelli won from. Yeah. Um, forget. So I didn't, I didn't see this one. I've been pretty busy being a parent over the past <laughs> week. So... So it's good to have you here because you've seen a lot more of the racing than I have but I've been keeping it a wee bit in touch with it from afar um, the chat was that the Dutch tactics were a little bit curious um, possibly explained by some sort of malfunction with the radios or something like that where they seem to be chasing their own women into yeah. the into the lead, um, into the to the final yeah and then it um, ended up effectively giving Bastianelli a bit of a lead out for the sprint. Uh, I don't know rate. if you got to see that, but uh. well, certainly there was a there was a potential argument at one stage when you had Sophie out on her own, and it was the British team that were on the front of the peloton, um, and they didn't look as if they were particularly slowing down. Again, there might have been a little bit of confusion because there were yeah. two or three riders up the road, no race radios, similarly for the Dutch as well, exactly as you say. Oh, and at one point they were driving the race on, even though they had a rider or two up the road, and it's I guess it's difficult. Because, yeah, on the one hand, is it the argument that they don't have race radios and nobody's quite sure of the situation? Is your rider up the road the rider that you want to have up the road, necessarily? Um, you know, very often, you know, a rider will go on the brake more to mark the brake as opposed to being the one that you've designated to win that day. And if you feel that 
you know, the other riders that are in the break are stronger than the rider you've got, then yeah, you are going to chase them down potentially. But it was it was an interesting racing as we were talking about off off air as it were beforehand. You know, there was a lot of tactics and a lot of interest in turn and fro and made for a good race at the end of the day, irrespective of yeah. strategies and, and what they're trying to do. Sure, when you mentioned you were out with your two sons and um, you know that's been, I think we've already bumped into somebody here with his two kids and I think that's been great for Glasgow, hasn't it? Yeah. Just to have world-class sports uh, right here in the city and um, yeah, what have you have you found that to be uh, for Glasgow? I think, I think it's been fantastic to be honest. Yeah, I mean, first of all, yeah, going back to my boys, you know, um, I'm just checking to see what's coming round the road there. We yeah, can see some, a, uh, some motorbikes a moto now. coming past, I think. Um, so they must be must be quite close now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you imagine that I, you know, I enjoy cycling and I watch a lot of cycling at home, and the boys are saying, "Oh, Dad, you know, more cycling. Oh, boo, we don't like cycling. We want to watch Paw Patrol. Is it inevitable?" Yeah. But bringing them out to see, show them a race at the roadside, they really enjoyed that. Awesome. But it, it also stimulated. Obviously, in terms of Glasgow Green, I mentioned the different activities that the children and adults, for that matter, can get involved in that they might not normally do. Should we just um, pause for a moment as they come through again? Let's pause for a moment. This is the break coming through, uh, so they've got a good four or five minutes on the bunch. I haven't. We didn't get a time check on the last lap when they, when they came past, but um, they've got a pretty good lead. Um, is it five that, five minutes or so? I think it was right? at the yeah, last so count. It's yeah. that early. It's that early phase of the race where you've got. Um, Here we go. Let's move forward just to see these guys come past. You've got um, you've got the Greek guy in the break there, which yeah, is great can, to see. Can you pronounce his name, Owen? Oh, Sortakis or something. There yeah, something along those lines. We've got Talman, Cherny of Poland, McCarthy of Ireland, Nylans and Sortakis. I thought you pronounce it. And Nylans. So we've got we've got a good mix of nations Islands here. of Austria. Yeah. Um, so what is that? Well, there's one Latvian and one Austrian, one, and the yeah. flags are quite similar. Yeah, it makes it hard. So yeah, the the thing Sassan. I picked out from the start list about Sorsakis was that he was the only Greek rider in the race, um, which made me think, well, it's going to be pretty hard for him. Lo and behold, he's in the break. So uh, hats off to that guy. Yeah. Um, I think that once he's out front, he's obviously he's obviously in good form he's a strong rider not a name that i know but once you're out front then that's you you're doing your job you're he's out there to be seen to be to show himself in the race and, and um he'll get neutral service from um from behind that break so you yeah. know he's he's done great um and on that point there don't seem to be any team cars around it's a good so point there isn't much there what there was one there was one car behind the break and yeah, that's it so, so i guess um Perhaps, you know, they are smaller nations, maybe they only have one vehicle. Yeah, And that vehicle might so. be supporting the, the, um, the, the peloton, riders in the peloton, because in, in terms of having a five minute lead, there's no issue around things bunching up too much. No, so it must no, be down to not no, having more than the one vehicle. There's no, um, there's no real team support behind the brake uh, at the moment, which is a little bit odd. You yeah. would have thought that for a big championship race like this, they would have, um, you know, they'd be able to get, maybe they just get a neutral feed and they get neutral um, support on the, on wheel changes and stuff like that but um anyway let's um let's go for a wee recap on some of the other events before the bunch comes through so there's been a lot of track as we said and i think scotland and great britain have done really well in that i think um you know one of the standouts would be katie archibald who's probably you could argue scotland's star um, bearer, yeah. these days um i was lucky enough to chat to her for one of the podcasts when we were in motherwell um, for the tour series, um, but uh, you know tracks are main thing, um, and she was part of another gold medal winning team pursuit ride for GB, which is not uh, you know not a great surprise. That's pretty much the strongest you know discipline. So um, you know is that one that you saw on TV at all? I or? didn't manage to catch no. the team pursuit, but yeah, as you so say, that's almost uh, most deformed, doesn't it? Yeah, I the, caught the yeah. caught the highlights of that, and they you know they they pretty much destroyed the Italians and the, their team was really breaking up into pieces by the end. Um, the other notable for that is Nia Evans in the GB team. So she's a, a Scottish rider who's only recently taken it up as a full-time athlete. I think she was working as a vet and uh, managed to sort of uh, go full-time on that. And you've seen that she, the, the point that I noted there was that she held her own in the team with Katie, Laura Kenny and Eleanor Barker yeah, right riders. till the end. So yeah. she's not she's not getting dropped. She's not she's not she's not the, the for, fourth wheel that then Yeah and then just dropping off um, <clears throat> deliberately. She just kept going all the way. So you yeah. know be interesting to see how much uh, much further she can go 
Um, she's 28, so she's got to really pack it in and um, do the best she can um, and maybe get to Com Games or um, World World Cup. Here comes the bunch, so it's what have we got? Italy France, and France, Belgium, and Belgium and the Italians in a serious block there. Italians the French in a big block, the Belgians in a big block. Belgium, Team GB. Right so it's really um, colour order for the first 20, 30 riders, and then we start out. Let's see if we can Spanish riders. Up, up, up. Feed that some of them That's Peter Sagan shooting through Sagan's against him. in the World Championship stripes, so he's easy to spot. And then there's a few other... Yeah. And then all the cars start to come through the caravan. Yeah, so, you know, we had one French and one Italian on the front just uh, having placed their riders to chase. And then, um, sorry, one French and one Belgian on the front. And then um, uh, the full Italian team essentially on the front. Um, now we're going to come to a bit of a, a bit more of a preview of the men's race um, in due course, but I think, I think um, it, let's just touch on it now with Italy. Yeah. You know they've got Sonny Cobrelli, who's a sort of a classics guy, yeah. and then Viviani for the sprint and Trentine, Mateo who's Trentine um, for a flyer, either either a lead out could attack or could um, you know if he if he makes a break or something like that could could win it himself. So they're a pretty strong team. They yeah. look to be pretty um, pretty motivated for that. So. Yeah. Well, Let's come back to that. Um, you know, maybe I would, I would also say that um, Go Italy's ahead. had a good, um, a good championships on the track as well. You know, they've been picking up medals. Viviani's picked up medals. Um, so yeah, they're coming off Viviani himself. He's ridden quite well. That's right. Yeah, on the on the track in the um, European Championships. Yeah, you yeah, mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he did he get up, silver in well, the was, Omnium? Was was it? I think was he silver in the Omnium when he picked up. Behind the young British guy, Hater, I think it was, who's um, yeah. people have got quite high expectations of him um, after what he's done. He in, but, I'm um, pretty sure he was in the, the pursuit team as well. Thank you very much. We're, we're being served, um, we're recording a podcast at the moment, so you can be on it. Uh, thanks very much. <laughs> a wee cup of tea, please. Yeah, help yourself. Thank you very oh, much. I'll just take it black, thanks. Yeah, just have a, have black a with a wee bit of sugar. So this is great. Do, and do you, you live, do you live right, all yes, here? We, I live on Curzon Street on the corner. Uh -huh. uh, Mastermind behind it is Glenda. Yeah, this is absolutely lovely. Downstairs from me. So this is all complimentary. Thank you very much. It's fantastic. So maybe appreciate that. Yeah, and so the 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 fans. What are we on? So we're on Great George Street. Great George Street. Yeah. So the fans out here are under light drizzle. I mean, it's not too bad, but they're being served juices, coffees, and teas. Thank you very much. Yeah, we'll go into we'll go into Montrose Street off. Off uh, George Square. That's the really steep one. Oh, you're going as far as that? Yeah? We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll jump back on the tube. We'll go back into town, yeah, and then if. I wonder how you're going to do. You can't fly there, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll we'll catch you out there as well. But thanks a Thank lot. Thank you very much. Very kind. Up, up, up. Here we've got uh, Czech Republic and Slovakia. Well, Some way off now. the back, and um, yeah. I mean they're not getting pulled at this point. They're not. No. They're a long way off the broom wagon, but um, they're going to. Um, they're certainly not getting back on from there, are they? But it was I interesting just coming back to your your Greek friend. We commented on the fact that uh, our Greek friend is out front, but the um, the lone Romanian. Yeah, that's right. Um, he was Lars Priya. Lars Priya from Romania. So um, on his own, on and his own, yeah, out the back, the back um, pretty early doors. So now is that a, is that a Belgian team rider or is that a Glasgow Nightingale across the road? On? Well, this is the thing, and um, <laughs> you know for. I think most people listening to this podcast will know that the Glasgow Nightingale race in a light blue jersey with black, yellow and red stripes, modelled on the Belgian <coughs> national team kit. But if um, anyone was feeling particularly strong and wanted to jump into the bunch and ride along with them, they might <laughs> get away with that yeah. for a few laps and then um, probably would get themselves into trouble, uh, I would have thought. I would have thought. But, um, that's happened before. I think I was on one of the Facebook groups. Um, yeah. Trying to remember um, when the, when one of the national tours back in the day, when Scotland used to get a bit more stage racing up here. That um, some cheeky cheeky chappies have certainly tried to pull that one. But let's just go back to recapping the um, yeah. the races. You know, Katie Archibald had a silver in the the Omnium. I think that certainly suits her with um, a move to more endurance events in that. Um, in that discipline with the four sort of bunch races effectively that you've got you've got now so um yeah that was a broom wagon going past um yeah and you could kind of see that, that it was it was certainly sitting you know with the last two events with the um 
devil take the hindmost and the uh, and the points race that she was certainly she was pushing the eventual winner. That was Ellen, um, Ellen from Dyke. No, uh, she won the second trial. Um, oh, so Kirsten Bild, bigger part. Kirsten Bild, yeah. Yeah, who's had a great um, championships as well. Pushed it all the way, but you know she just um, Kirsten Bild had just managed to build up too much of a lead. Going into that final points race and. Quite often, as, as you see in the points races, it was more a case of Kristen Bild having to mark, just having to mark Katie, where obviously Katie was trying to make something happen yeah. and she just wasn't able to, to bridge that gap. But yeah, it's, it's, as you see, it's certainly sooner or more to have a few more of these endurance events. And, and then um, back and to then one then. of her other sort of main events, you could maybe say would be the individual pursuit, and she mm. got a silver in that, um, going up against Lisa Brenner, uh, world TT champ in 2014, and a three time. Uh, team time trial champion on the road um, so uh, a world class rider not just well Katie Archibald is herself a world class rider but I think Lisa Brenner has got probably that pedigree so to be going up against um, someone like that in the final um, you know Katie Archibald certainly on a trajectory that we're all really excited to to see continuing so absolutely a um, couple other things um, you know team pursuit men I pulled out um, Again, not uh, not Scottish, but GB GB's done done well there with a the bronze um, with Charlie Tanfield. Charlie Tanfield, as some of the uh, barriers get blown over, yeah, the wind's picking up a wee in bit. that team. And um, I think to some of the Scottish racing community, the Tanfield brothers will be known um, to us as they would have popped up for some of the sort of elite one, two, three races and things like that. Um, Done some, done a few good results up here um, yeah. over the past few years before they really just went, on, really. went for it. Kicked yeah. on is a good phrase yeah. to use, yeah, and um, uh, got into the the British team for various different uh, disciplines. Um, Harry Tanfield in the TT, and um, you know, I've heard it's said that he's come from nowhere. Mm. Supposedly that's maybe just because wasn't they haven't been in some of the pro teams. From the start, it's certainly been a club set up yeah, that they've come through from. But I don't think you can ever say that, that, that cyclists come from nowhere. If as you say, if you if you follow the sport to any kind of level, you know yeah. what they go through and what they've done and, um, at junior level, under they, 23 level. They've just been seen seen at the Scottish races for a few years up here. So I'm not sure about honorary Scots, but there's <laughs> bound to be certainly. A we'll, few, we'll take them. We'll take them. A few people following them from up in Scotland. Um, just then back to the. To, to the individual pursuit, John Archibald was fifth in that, which I think is a great great result for him. Yeah. Um, again, it's another quick trajectory, and yeah. um, you know, again, not not come from nowhere, but certainly took up cycling even later than um, than his sister, and um, realised he, he had this, the same sort of genes, same sort of talent, and with a bit of application, it's. Um, it's really reaped, reaped rewards. So yeah. you know, as see you say, definitely that quicker trajectory. Right. It's fantastic to see, and, and you know, hopefully that will continue in that sort of development that he can perhaps achieve. You know, similar to his, similar to his sister in terms of that. Yeah, it just has to keep on focusing and, and yeah. training, and uh, yeah, that would be great. And then um, this is uh, in, in the Curian. There was one that you'd picked out with Jack Carlin yeah. um, taking the bronze. Um, that was a race that you watched? Yeah, well, I wasn't. I was for work, travelling for work, and um, so I was listening to that on the radio. So oh, okay. I was being called by Simon Brotherton, and um, it was one of those ones where the commentary ran along the lines of Jack, Jack's out of this, he's out of this, or oh, he could now finish anywhere between third and fifth. Oh, he's got a bronze. So it kind of went along those lines, which is quite obviously it's quite interesting to, to follow that um, through the radio as a motorbike goes past. And with the Kieran, with the Kieran, obviously yes. it's a sprint event, so yeah. that he's a he, he's one of the sprinters. But in a similar way to the elimination race, you've got that bunch of riders all in amongst it, and if you can just pull out a turn of speed right at the exactly. end when they're all on the limit, you can you can go from from the back to the to the medal spots um, pretty quickly. And um, yeah, the. Uh, Obviously, takes a bit of bike handling and anticipation on the track as well to get yourself in the right spot. But which, uh, sometimes which, a bit of luck to for a gap to just open for you as well. But, um, yeah, exactly. And um, for those that don't know the the um, the event, that's then that's when the motorbike that rolls out and everybody follows the motorbike for a couple of or the Derny. The Kieran, yeah. Yeah, the Kieran. So they follow oh, the um, probably my favourite event on the track. I would say it's absolutely thrilling. Is they you know the speed just gets wound up. Yeah. And then you get you know and it's. It's not a mad sprint. I mean, there's a, there's a 
it's a gradual grind up to about, is it normally about 50k I think? The yeah. Three and, and a half then, laps, it brings the pace up to about 50k they, and then things break loose from there. They can't just go for it as soon as the motorbike pulls no. off, so remember we used to see Chris Hoy's tactic was to go from the front and just really outpower everyone. It, yeah. um, but yeah, you know, there's all different yeah. ways you, that you can win that event. But and I, I guess in, in terms of Jack Carlin as well, obviously he's from Paisley, so another another Scottish medal Absolutely, winner, yeah. which is great, um, and, and people might recognise him, even if they didn't necessarily recognise him from track cycling, where he is becoming more more prominent. You know, he's done plenty of Scottish cyclocross races as well. Um, is it uh, Craig? Is it Craig Hardy's team he writes for, or has been for Craig Hardy's team? Hardy um, bikes in the past, I think. I'm not certain, but um, um, I think so. Um, but certainly, you know, again, going back to names that people would know within the Scottish cycling scene, where that's yeah, and he'll be known so to the track. To he'll be known to the track community as yeah, well. But um, you know, that was just checking up his results, and he's actually really been been coming on with silver in the sprint at the Commonwealth Games in the Gold Coast, and also. Um, couple of under 23 European titles on the track as well so you know doing really well and I think that's just a result of having the velodrome here that you know any any riders who, who've got some talent and are, are wanting to really push it can they can get in they can get on one of the programs or they can just train themselves with one of the better organized clubs and um, just see where they can yeah, go from it. You so see the, the, the dividends it reaps having the, the velodrome in Glasgow. Yeah, but we <coughs> we tangent on that on the velodrome. Um, you know, we've got Alistair McLennan running the cycling aspect of the games. A long-time president of Scottish Cycling and also a, a BC official who's been uh, running this cycling component of the European Champs. And just noticed that he was elected to the UEC, uh, which is the European Cycling Union Management Board this year. Um, you know, probably to for that very purpose, but um, he's a he's a nice guy and dedicated to to cycling, of course. Um, little tangent, little interesting story about Alistair. This goes back to the start of when I was um, doing my blog, and um, I'd and I was trying to kind of uh, I'm not sure if make a name for myself is too too strong a way of putting it, but just kind of as I learnt about cycling and got into the community kind of just to prod at some of the possibly holes that I, that I was maybe seeing and there was one, there was one thing I was looking up um, time trial records and I couldn't find anywhere who was the who held the records or who had won the recent uh, Scottish cycling kind of, kind of central statistics yeah a little bit yeah. and, and it was even just some results or uh -huh. For the recent years, just to see who had been who'd been winning, and I couldn't find it anywhere. So I published this blog post saying, "Well, these aren't available. Here's what I think it is, but I'm, I'm, there's definitely some gaps here." And it wasn't a particularly um, sort of ranty post or anything. I was just trying to just trying to highlighting the fact that the, these things should really be out there. They should be celebrated. Yeah, and more um, widely and, so, and more widely available. So a, a little while later, I was on my bike. I was out riding my bike, and then my phone goes in my back pocket, and it was Alistair McLennan. And I have no idea how he got my number, but uh, he was there going, well, we've seen your post and we saw that, um, you know, th this this is a good thing that you've raised. This really should be some, um, you know, we're, we're looking into this and we're going to get these published. And uh -huh. I thought, wow, okay, well, people are reading the blog then. Yeah. Here comes the commentary car. As the... As the announcer in the car is actually literally dancing in the car oh, as it goes past, it. dancing along to the, the proclaimers. So I wasn't, and, and I was never quite sure whether the call was a sort of friendly um, connection with um, the sort of Twitter and blogger sphere, or whether it was a kind of, uh, there was a slight undertone of, you know, we're watching you and we, and we can get your number as <laughs> we well. We know who you are. Because I'm, I'm not entirely sure how we did get it, but I think it, I'm sure it was more the former. Um, and Alistair certainly sent me a few friendly tweets um, recently. Um, he's over to watch the tour most years, I think, in France. So, yeah, just to be certainly hats off to him for running what seems to have been an absolutely fantastic week of cycling events. Yeah. Um, so let's just go and recap a couple more. We've got the men's TT, which I think you were out seeing a little bit of that. And uh, Victor Campenerts from Belgium um, won that one. Again, yeah. not a name that I'm all that familiar with, but that's partly because I'm not a huge fan of time trialling, but he seems to be an out-and-out 
time one of the specialist. specialists. He was yeah. defending champion. Yeah. Um, that kind of goes back to the, the, the question that you asked earlier on about the impact it's had on the city of Glasgow. So that day, I was travelling into town um, to do some work and, to, and then around George Square going in to see a, a customer of mine. And it was literally just had to stop. I was on my bike, funnily enough, but I had to stop because the race was coming through and it was actually um, Ryan Mullen of Ireland who finished sixth. Um, an Italian rider, Ghana, finished a little bit further down and Campan Arts himself was sort of whizzing down the hill, whizzing down High Street there as well. So you, know, you couldn't move around Glasgow without seeing elite cyclists as, as you can today, which I think is a fantastic thing. I then carried on to, to, to where I was going from a, from a work meeting and I was having a chat with the person that I was meeting before. Um, we got down to business and she was talking about, yeah, the race went right past us and we were out in the balcony of our office cheering and one of the riders gave us a wee wave and I don't really care about cycling. I like cycling to go and do it for myself, my wee boy, but you know, this kind of idea that, yeah. you know, people that don't normally get involved in, in cycling in any shape or form from a, a sort of a, a supporting perspective, they really, really enjoyed it. And I think aside from the odd grumble about roads being closed, you know, people seem to have embraced the cycling, but I guess the European Championships as a whole, you know, there's been a lot of great stuff yeah. going on out at um, Strathclyde Park with the triathlon and, and obviously the different events you've touched on with the gymnastics, the, the rowing, you know, obviously the athletics taking place in Germany, but you know, people have been enjoying it and I think it's yeah. been fantastic for the city and obviously you and I can remember when, when the, the, the national championships were held here in 2013 and then the Commonwealth Games in 2014 and it's great to have these high calibre yeah. events coming to the city and even more so yeah. when it involves cycling um, and as it does today. It's, it's the, the legacy, legacy of that 2014 yeah. Com Games that we've got this city course that Glasgow City Council are still willing to shut down, yep. close the roads for, you know, a whole day. So, you know, I've got to be grateful for that. Um, and uh, the velodrome that was built for that uh, games is, as we've, as we've mentioned, going strong and being used for these world-class um, competition. And, and not just that, but, you know, anybody can go on there, you know, you go Absolutely. on, you do your accreditation and, and away you go. You too yeah. can ring down in a circle on a, on a wooden track in the yeah. middle of Glasgow as well. Um, which is quite good when you consider what the weather's like to be able to do that at yeah. any point. Especially in winter. Um, exactly. Just quickly touch on the TT, so just name, name check to Ellen Van Dyke who won the women's. Um, yeah. no. and both both um, the men's and the women's TT were very, very close. Campan Arts won by one second from Castro right? Viejo from yeah. Spain. Um, and it was a Dutch, Dutch one two. Um, I think it was Anna van der Brechen that finished second in the, the women's TT and that was only by a matter of a couple of seconds as well. So really exciting finishes there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been great so far. Cool. And then so let's let's have a look at the, uh, the mountain biking. I've had a, had a wee look at some of that. Um, and I think at Cathkin Braes. So again, another another course that was developed for the for the games. Um, you know that I, I saw a bit of the men's live uh, on Instagram, I think it was Rab Wardell's Instagram. Oh, so right. we saw the start. That was pretty, um, pretty cool seeing them come through. So the neutral service is in front of the brake. There's a few cars behind them now, though. Here's the brake. Up, up, up. Six. They're working so hard. Yeah. They're talking. They're cooperating. Pretty much all together. And they've now got some neutral, uh, sorry, team support they've as well now behind got their them. Team cars, yeah. So there's team, there's team support. There's. All right. Now. Send them. This is interesting. So this it's is coming down, isn't it? Well, that's just coming up for two minutes now, um, and a couple of laps ago, that was as much as five minutes. Yeah. So. so they're not pushing. They're pushing on a bit. Yeah. So we've got two Belgians on the front now. Yeah. Pop up. There's Elia Viviani right to the front. Wout van Aert. Little Italian team. Kind of losing the colour. There's um, Peter Sagan towards the back. Bob up. One of the British boys goes through. You can see it's starting to tell, you know, the, the looks on their faces, the, the grit, the mud yeah. on so the faces. There's no um, no mud guards here today, no. so it's full on Scottish. Um, At the same time, Scottish it's a, a fairly compact group, you know, it's not, they're not lining it they're out. Not, that's true. Yeah. Um, up. Uh, Ray Costa up, up, up. going through. Former world champion Ray Costa. Was that Ray Costa, yeah. yeah. I saw his name on the start sheet and uh, was thinking. You know, Could be a course for him, yeah. yeah. In fact, if you remember when he won the Worlds at Florence three or four years ago, yeah. the conditions were atrocious that day. He benefited from a bit of. Um, Is that Sandy Gilchrist in the. Um, 
Ireland car or, or am I um, mistaking him for, for someone else? I'm not sure if he, uh, okay. he's certainly um, mechanic and uh, managed guys at um, GB and Scottish Riders at big championships. Up, up, up. And here you've got. No, these, so these are your Slovakian and Czech riders. Yeah. The two there are joined by two others, and I said they're not getting back on, but there they are. Yeah. I guess back I'm, the I'm a minute back, so they've, yeah. they've got back to the cars, and they might well get back to their teammates. So, uh, well, you would imagine what used to could be to their teammates. Well, there, maybe, yeah, they might be gubs, but so. I'll certainly give myself a slap on the wrist for <laughs> writing them off. But um, yeah, just back to the to the mountain biking without recapping it. You know, there was an issue of team sizes was was raised for um by kerry mcphee yeah, that's right yeah, on twitter wasn't um, that? which was a you know fairly balanced um you know i wouldn't call it a rant but it was a fairly fairly considered comment just expressing her frustration that she couldn't be there and rise um we just had one rider from the men and one from the women from the gb women in the mountain bike event and um you know, they'd only chosen to send one from each um which i think for a home games is always just yeah. A painful I think experience cool, for yeah. the other athletes, yeah. um, especially when you consider that um, Kerry just national champion, isn't she? Uh, um, I think it was series champion. Series champion. She yeah. was second in, in the nationals, and so going well. Um, she's yeah, been steadily improving. I think as a, effectively a privateer, I guess you'd call it. You know, getting her own sponsorship and getting the money together, getting uh, the travel and. Um, you know, different different teams, clubs, and sponsors, um, and doing really well. But um, disappointing, you know, as you say, yeah. for a home for a home game. So, you know, who knows what the the policy is, but whether they just go, you know, if there's not a chance of a medal, then we're not going to really put too much behind it. And I assume that that might be be the reasoning, but um, not a new issue for home games. I remember Craig Hardy appealing to pay his own way. He talked about this to me. Um, I think in a blog, an interview on the blog when I'd asked him about, I think it was maybe to do with regrets um, with, with his racing or something. He, that was when he'd hung up his wheels for cross and mountain bike mm. before he had a wee, uh, a wee comeback. And he, he'd said that for the 20, 2002 Commonwealth Games in Manchester, he'd asked if he could just pay his own way, get an entry just to compete, um, but, but was told no and um, just kind of couldn't really understand the logic um, and I think what you t talked about with the, with the kids finding it exciting just to see people riding rounds and for it being a home games there's a lot of value to be had in the inspiration factor so even Definitely. if one of these riders were, were, were going to be towards the back um, and who, who's to say they, they might not be in amongst it um, mm. but wherever they are having home base riders there to cheer on really gives especially the young kids something to aspire to Absolutely. and they think well that could be me up, 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 up. got ukraine just following on i think his day is pretty much done just and he's just in front of the broom wagon keeping his nose so. in front of the broom wagon so he's um, not giving up showing, showing out the shadow to finish yeah. off this climb although it's it's been it's been noticeable that for the ukrainians that you know i've obviously watched the race from the start and right from very from the very start the ukrainians two or three of them were constantly dangling off the back, even even going back to the first lap. So. Um, and John Archibald, fifth in the individual pursuit, talked specifically about how much of a boost he got from the home support and that he'd heard that mentioned by the riders but was quite blown away by the effect that it had on him. So, um, you know, that can, it can work both ways as well. The home crowd can raise the level of, um, of home athletes um, you know I've got BMX here on my on my sheet but I haven't watched it I'm not really in touch with with BMX we've got a, a GB rider uh, Kyle who's won the men's um, yeah. I don't know if you've seen any BMX well, but no I mean I'm, I've got to say I'm not a particularly big fan of BMX however um, when I took my boys down to to Glasgow Green last week they had um, a mini pump track set up for the kids yeah. and, and my two boys were a bit too young or my three boys, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get slapped there. Um, the three boys, I was they're a wee bit too young to have done that, but um, my oldest boy, especially, was totally transfixed with all these kids. It was just kids that had yeah. a go if you were eight years or over, got on the pump track, that kind of thing. They also had um, the clan, which is the stunt uh, team, similar yeah. to the kind of stuff that, is that Danny McCaskill does, yeah. with the loops and jumps and things, and they thought that was fantastic. And it, it made me think, actually, you know what, I'm going to see if I can get some tickets for the BMX, whether it's the... Um, 
qualification there, the finals, both days were sold out. Yeah, I so think quite, it's quite been clearly really it's been popular. very, very popular, and it's certainly yeah. something that uh, you know if, if the boys are interested in it, you've got to encourage it. And it's as you say, it's 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 having something not necessarily to aspire to, but having your awareness about something raised about it. I could do that, whether it's yeah. just because you're going down to your local pump track or taking it a bit, bit further than that. Or so even, even for yourself to be su clearly surprised that it was so sold out, but yeah. that's a scene of itself almost yeah, and yeah. you've maybe gone oh hang on a minute there's this is bigger than i thought it was yeah, yeah. Now let's go down and check find out what it's all about um so and, and so again as you see you know um the british team have done very very well at the new mix so yeah, it's, yeah so it's, again to to be uh, encouragement and yeah so let's um we've already had the race come past two or three times since we've been recording so let's have a wee look at the um at the start list it's a bit late for a preview but we can certainly <laughs> pick out a few names that we're watching the big and at the moment um, so you know it's a 230k course 16 laps of the Glasgow City circuit and it, I think it was almost 5,000 metres of climbing is that, is that I right think it was or? quite I worked no. it maybe about three three and a half three and a half okay. it's, it's a lot of climbing Still. for what is an urban course you know there's yeah. no there's no major climbs in the you know you're not talking about taking them up the Duke's Pass or yeah. you know up short, um, short climb after short climb really, so, yeah um, relentless I think that's Flanders-y type. Yeah, but that's probably there's not a lot thing. of flat here. So we've got St Vincent Street, Park Circus, Montrose Street, and uh, where, where we are just now, Great George Street. Great George Street the in the West here. End. So um, you know those are going to sap sap the riders and um, a bit of a word of attrition, I think. Really. Yeah. So you it's know, whittle it down a bit. You know, I certainly would have thought that it would be um, more your sort of one day and classics type specialists that would suit this but I think as we've seen um, in the in the women's it did come down to a small group sprint and yeah. um, going back to the 20th nationals in 2013 and the com games those really thinned down and ended up just a couple of riders but it's much weaker field for those yeah. well I so think if I, if I remember correctly it was Cavendish that won 2013 um, in a group with Stannard and David Miller. David Miller. And yeah. I remember I was actually speaking to, to David Miller briefly afterward and basically he said that because it's a national championships and it's probably the same at every national championships, but the theory is that all the, the sort of the um, the, con the Conti riders as it were, the Conti and lower riders, sort of, sort of domestic riders, try and make things as hard as they can straight away because it's the only chance they have of winning against the, the full on professionals. So the professionals have to go twice as hard. Yeah, so they're trying, to, they're trying to drop yeah. top names, if possible, yeah. by, by, by going for it early and doors. That, and that happened, you know, reasonably early in, in the national championship. I do remember a lot five, of people going out the back. And five, five or six, you know, the pros were out the front quite early. And it's, you know, I mean, David, I'm pretty sure Miller stayed on, on the front the whole race, pretty much in the front group. Um, and then, again, as you say, with the Commonwealth Games, Again, slightly weaker field when you compare to today, and we'll come on to that in a minute. But you know, Geraint Thomas, you know, sort of winning from a lone break. Um, Scott Thwaites, who's racing today, picked That's up right. a bronze. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've got we've got riders today that, that you know, Stannard from the common, uh, sorry, Stannard from the national championships in 2013 won silver. Scott Thwaites won bronze. Cavendish would have ridden today, but he's um, he's still recovering, isn't he? Yeah. Um, from uh, one of his one of his crashes a lot earlier in the season. So there's a bit of form here in, in terms of being used to the course where that's concerned and knowing what it's yeah. about so you've got um yeah so i mean i wasn't going to start with gb but since you mentioned it you know um the thing that i was i guess a bit confused about maybe about the team is that we've got lots of you've got three weights standard row um they're all sort of one day one day experts you could you could almost say and then maybe and there are a lot of similar type of riders and then maybe Swift and Blythe for a sprint, but they're also kind of one-day, one-day type yeah. riders. wasn't really sure who the leader no. would be for that, so um, we'll see. We'll see who's left at the end. And yeah, maybe let the road decide. Yeah, the place possibly. Here, I it? mean, they might just all be see, seeing what happens and just uh, playing, attacking, and trying to mark moves for the end and things like that. But um, so I was, I've been wondering over the last couple of years about Ian Stannard. Right. And I've mentioned to you I wanted to just take a moment to touch on Stannard there because obviously. He's a great rider, you know. He's he's, he's proven himself as a as a very very strong um, domestique for Chris Froome and, and Geraint Thomas and Tour de France and the Grand Tours. But when you look at his own um, sort of honours list races that he's won or races he's performed well in, he's won um, uh, at Newsblad, the the Omloop at Newsblad, yeah. the the first big um, classic of the season over in Belgium. He's won that a couple of times. Um, he managed to mug off. Um, 
Oh my god, if I'm a quick step and ah, I won yeah. the road race, it was, it was three, three or four against one. One of the great moments. Um, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's had a really strong finish at Milan Sunim. I think he finished sixth a couple of years back there. He had a, a strong finish at Paris Roubaix, I think it was at third he's finished. But that seems to have been about two or three seasons ago yeah. when he's had a really good individual, his last good individual result, whether it's winning a race or, or you know getting on the podium. And to me, when you talk about how Team Sky use the riders that they have, it's as if Stannard's kind of sacrificed his, his own ambitions, as it were, for, yeah. for Team Sky, you know, for, for the Grand Tour, for the Grand Tour riders, for, the, for Chris Room, for Garrett Thomas. And you would argue that a day like today would suit a rider like Ian Stannard, you know, the weather's a bit gritty. Yep. It's, it's quite um, that attritional race that he seems to like, he performs well. Obviously, we touched on the fact he's got a silver, which he lost to Cavendish in a sprint. Um, he's performed well in Belgium. You kind of wonder where, you know, is that, has he lost that yeah. ability a little bit because he's kind of changed the style of rider that yeah. he is? Arguably, it's, it's, maybe a little bit like um, Thomas himself had done after getting a chance in the, in the classics for a couple of years. Yeah, but exactly, yeah, he's, he's really trying to balance that with domestic duties, you know, never quite giving it the dedication he, he maybe could have or would have wanted to to go for things like Roubaix and yeah, Flanders. Exactly. But um, yeah, interesting point. Um, so you know, we've I think we've 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 already mentioned Belgium on the front um, as well, and Italy. We've team, already mentioned. But looking at Belgium, you know, you've got Van Avermaet, Van Art, and Jasper Stuyven. Yeah. Um, strong, strong riders. So any of those could could certainly win it. Um, and uh, you know, let's let's just wait and see. So we'll, we'll do a bit more recording maybe in town, and there's um, just a couple of laps to go, and we'll we'll see who's left. Um, Interesting for the for the cross fans, and there's lots of them in Scotland. You know, White Van Art be be fantastic to see him win this, yeah. wouldn't it? Um, and then down into the Netherlands, you know, arguably Matthew Van Der Poel is their their main rider. I would have thought. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got maybe Hoffman for the sprint, Hoff. Dylan Dylan from Barla. Sprinters for a, for there, a, um, of course. Dylan from Barla, maybe for um, a long range attack at yeah. some point. You know, getting off the front, but you kind of feel that they're maybe not there. With, you know, Dylan Kroenewijk, would that have been a race for him today? Yeah. You know, in a reduced bunch sprint, obviously he performed well at the Tour. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, um, they've got a strong team, but I think definitely for me, when you're looking at the strength of the team, I would say that the, the two you've got to look at, it's got to be Italy, who we touched on earlier, yeah. with the likes of Trentin, Viviani, Colbarelli, depending on what kind of race it becomes, and the same with Belgium. To me, those are the two teams that are there really, really, you know, they've got a couple of different options to play. Yeah. I think France have got quite a strong team, but they seem, as you've commented earlier, they seem loaded a bit more to, to the sprint with Cocard and Christophe Laporte. Probably the two that you would look to for a sprint there. Um, is, uh, yeah, is that a bit of Bon Jovi now? Seven laps to go! Seven laps. He's still dancing in the car as well. Yeah. <laughs> and it stopped raining, so you know, the atmosphere is picking up. Seven laps to go, still still quite a bit to go. Yeah, um, still um, a lot of riding left. It's, but then, you know, we've got... That's a good 70, 80, 90k. Christoph, um, Alexander Christoph, defending champ, but then, you know, the Norwegian team are maybe not such strong names, not such big names that, that you'd have heard of. So, you know, whether they can keep him near the front, or maybe he can do that himself. Um, Ride the wheels and, and keep keep out of trouble. And then uh, you know Germany with Dagen Kolb. I've put three stars next to his name um, as another big favourite. I would have thought, and depending on how it goes towards the end. Um, and we've noticed. I've noticed is, is the the teams have been coming through. I've not picked up um, Dagen Kolb himself. No, no. But you can kind of see that you know they've been very close to the front every every passage they've come through now. You know three or four German riders with the white. You know quite easy to spot them because of the white jersey almost like the world champs jersey in that sense so easy to pick them out as they come through and they're obviously doing um, doing a lot of work to protect Degenkolb and keep them uh, keep them safe another wee point for the cross fans we've got Marcel Meisen in the German team who's a, another cycle crosser and I think you can see that those cross specialists are coming into form you know I think Wout van Aert, I think he maybe won the Tour of Denmark I'm not sure if that's right um, yeah yeah he just, he he just won the Tour of Denmark yep, and, he won um, it right I think no. he won at least one stage as well, if not a couple. Van der Poel and, um, taking the um, national 
mountain bike championships in in the Netherlands. And, so and the road. Uh, so yeah, and to follow on from the time trial, so quite an un, uh, unusual triple that he now has of national titles. So all of these guys are coming into form around this time. Um, so you know, pretty pretty formidable. Um, Stebar as well. I mean, not so much a crosser these days, but maybe you should uh, maybe you should go back to it. <laughs> Don't know. Yeah, well, it's been yeah. a few years since he's it's, had a big it's win. It's been a couple of years since on the he's road. Had a, as you say, he's been close on a number of occasions, yeah. and to me, he's one of those riders a little bit like, um, except for Marker, where you always want to, see, you know, he's always there or thereabouts in, in the it, classics, yeah, but, but not quite. Yeah, not quite. Um, not quite nailing the result it. he wants, but I say that he did. He did pop back to cross just to win the world champs. Um, was that a couple of years back? Which is never. It's never a great then. thing, is it? To, to come back, win the win the stripes, and then never wear them. But um, no, you want to uh, see shows he can still do it. Um, so um, who else have we got here? Um, I've got my dark horse is Magnus Court Nielsen from Denmark. So we saw he had this um, great win in the Tour from a breakaway, um, and uh, you know if 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 he goes for a cheeky a cheeky attack, that's the that's the secret squirrel that I've <laughs> picked out and. Um, then the big, the big favourite really, which is um, down here, is Peter Sagan. So um, he looks, from, from what we've seen so far, he's just been sitting quietly in the bunch. Yeah, and, comfortably um, in the bunch. Yeah, um, Slovakia have. Um, do they have a man in the break? Do you? Um, I couldn't remember. Was it Slovenia? I think wasn't it? Slovenia. Yeah, that's Slovakia. Yeah. Uh, well, you've got to be careful. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and I was, uh, I was saying to you earlier on, a wee anecdote of Peter Sagan. I was watching the race come through Nelson Mandela Place. Yeah. I managed to pick Sagan out. I give it a big, you know, go on yourself, Peter, kind of idea. I did a big massive gob as he rode past. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's charming. Well, I'm sure he wasn't <laughs> disgusted by your comment. No, it's maybe no, no, just no. bad timing. But um, but yeah, he was he was obviously pretty. Um, his his team uh, camper was pretty mobbed at the start with fans trying to yeah, trying, trying to catch him, wasn't it? You trying were to saying, catch a glimpse. So, the um, Belgian and um, the Slovakian team. Team buses to um, very popular, and it was just interesting. But kind of coming back to presenting elite cycling in Glasgow, I managed to catch the start, and you had um, the start line announcer basically saying, "We've got the Olympic champion here, we've got the world champion here." And you think about having riders of the caliber of Greg Van Avermaet and, and um, Pierre Sagan, respectively, among others. It's just, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic to have them here. Cool. You know, honors, it honors the, the European Championships in its own right, but to have these. These riders on Glasgow's roads, it's brilliant. Fantastic. So, um, so yeah. So that's the that's the start list, um, and here comes the break again. And let's just. Uh, I think we've pretty much covered what we want to cover, but let's just follow it through, see this break, and see how close the bunch are. I'm gonna quickly start your timer. There they go. Still riding well together. It's got the same number as well, they've not dropped anyone. Rotating. Nobody's dropped. Yeah, again, I think I made that coming in. Earlier, it's interesting to note that none of the, the bigger nations, the more fancied nations, whether you're talking about Germany, um, Germany Italy, Belgium, or even uh, Team GB, they don't have a rider up there. And you had know. that break formed after the first lap? Yeah, it formed, it formed relatively early, the first couple of laps. It was a bit of turn and thrown, but. Um, I think he had a Belgian rider up the road very early, a Dutch rider up the road very early. Cool. But obviously this break's been allowed to go, as yep. it were, by, yep. by the big nations. Yeah. They don't feel threatened by it, they're not too worried or concerned about not having one of, the, one of their riders up the road. As we uh, wait to see the bunch come through and it's definitely dropping now. Well, we're now on six laps to go, so um, they want a, yeah, we're on a one minute 40. Much so more strung out coming up than last time, aren't they? more strung out, yeah, so they're riding harder. Again, same guys on the front, France. Same two up, Belgians, up, up. Italian team in formation. And then the French rest of the French. And then uh, most of the Belgians and Germans um, up near the front. Ah, but look at that now, we've had a bit, couple of splits now. Right, so there's splits, so yeah. they're, they're stringing that out to try and start bringing it back. Yeah, it says a couple of Belgian riders, a couple of Belgian riders caught out Seven in the split. riders there, about 10 and seconds back and then... Another large group coming through. And up there's Wout van Aert in the third group on van the road. Hart is in the third Sagan group. on yeah. the third group. Sagan's in the I'm wondering if there's maybe been a crash or something. Yeah. I, you kind of get the feeling that it's been a crash because it's... So three groups, maybe about 10 seconds between each group. A couple of minutes, Christoph. Christoph, Christoph right number at the one back goes there. past so, being paced by a rider up the hill. Uh, he had a grimace on his face. 
I wonder if it was he, him that came down or, hop, hop, hop. or had a puncture. So something scurry happened. Yeah. Um, and in, I remember when the, the, the main bunch came through, there's just the one Dutch orange jersey there. I was, and one, I was one wondering where the rest of them were. But, hop, hop. Um, Estonia team car goes some past. Some cheers for the sticky, for the sticky gel for uh, GB. I'm not sure if that was Chris Lawless or. Up, 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 up. Another sticky bottle. That's not even. Yeah, that's a gel. One he's, of the Polish yeah, riders gets a wee help up the road there. So only, only a couple of seconds. Those are allowed. There's a fair not bit of that, um, but the commissaire's right behind him. So you know, if yeah, he's, he can't if hold he's, on too if long. He's brave enough to do that. Yeah. Um, not like the, um, the the Spanish rider from the women's race. I was told that had a sticky bottle all the way up. Montrose um, Street, the steepest climb of the race. Yeah. So. You know, you're in danger of getting, um, of getting DQ'd or, or getting a penalty. But yeah, so that's interesting. We've got action now. We've got action, and we've got we've got those splits. The and race is hotting up. We're trying to come back together. There, um, it was just some short splits. Um, so whether there's a puncture or crash has, has just led that to to break apart. But it'll be interesting to see how it plays out in the next couple of laps. Ooh. So that's one of the Czech riders, a long way off the back, um, coming up Montrose Street where, where we have decamped to. So it's just off George Square in the centre of Glasgow, about a 500 metre long climb. 13% says the sign at the bottom. The Muir of Montrose Street? Yeah, you could call <laughs> it. So this is where the, probably the hardest part of the course I'd say, and it's where, uh, it's where all the all the fans congregate. There's a there's a large number at the top ringing their cowbells. Yeah, there's a second break going off the front, which certainly two Belgian riders in it. Um, I didn't spot any big favourites, but then it is just flying past you, and you you can't really tell. But um, yeah, at that point it was definitely on the speed. The pace is on, up and, and the the bunch was lined out, so um, it's full full gas racing from here to the end, and it's. Uh, it's classic style, championship style racing where it's being massively whittled down and uh, you're, you're going to have a few of the, the strongest ones left. So uh, what do you think of the atmosphere here? You're on Montrose Street, it's calmed out a bit now but... Yeah, I think it's been, been good all day, all across the course. Obviously in Montrose Street the crowd, crowds are a little bit bigger than in other parts of the course. Um, they were treated to one of uh, Peter Sagan's teammates wheeling up Montrose Street four or five attempts to get up it um, and that picked up a great cheer that was just as we arrived. So yeah, it's, um, it's a popular spot and there's still four laps to go. Um, so I'd imagine it'll only get between here and the finish line it's going to get busier. But it definitely feels now that the race is on. All the, the skirmishing with uh, the original break of six or seven riders from some of the lesser fancied nations who haven't been caught and it's all about getting to the finish now. And, See what the Belgians can do, see what the Italians can do. Yep. French are in there in the mix as well. And, uh, Netherlands don't seem to be in... They, they seem to have fewer teammates together and, and a little bit less I would say it's the on same. it. I would say it's, it feels like the, um, through the course of the race, the Belgians, the Italians, the French have had a lot of coherence. They must yeah. have a clear game plan of what they want to do. One looking, of the things looking strong as well, yeah. simply. Yeah. And one of the things only you picked up on it in Team GB was well, who's their who's their leader? Who who yep. who, who, are they, who are they all in for? Um, and it's kind of felt they've been a little bit disorganised through the race. They've not been sitting in the blocks, and the way the Italians and, and um, the Belgians and the French have. And not only that, um, just as we were moving from um, the west end to come down here, we spotted two or three GB guys that had clearly gone out the back. They, they'd, they'd given what they had to give. And, and they were out, you know, so it's, it kind of speaks to... Hey. We, we just bumped into a couple of people that we met from, back up on Great George Street. No, I did not. Did you get one? No. Well, next time round, we'll see somebody. Somebody will do it again. I think it's a popular spot no. for that. Maybe here? He's, he's did you do it here? No. Oh, that would be cool, wouldn't it, if he did it on Montreux Street? I think he'll be concentrating on trying to win the race, but yeah. if he gets, if in the unlikely event he gets dropped, I think he might well. He may do it. Do one, but. Is he? Yeah. 
Well, here we go. Bre breaking news. Oh, we're getting some we did not know that. And, and, and race information from... Who is still in the bunch, so he might win it. Who is still in the bunch? Luke Rowe. Luke Rowe. Team Sky. Well, fingers crossed. Three British have gone out. Three British are still in. Right. Awesome. Yeah, so it's, it's really, really is a, an attritional race, a lot of... Yep. And we did so notice that Sagan was in the third group on the road at yep. one stage back out in Great George Street. We wondered if there was a crash. I think he'd, pu he'd certainly punctured and come back. Um, so. Up, up, up! Up, up, up! Well for that. Spotted well for that on the front group. 11. 11, I counted a break, it could be 12. I think that was for now, that was went past. Well for now, the guy that went past. That's the leader, they're the leaders, aye. Some of the boys were well, seen. Up, up, up! Well, that's it, it's uh, tightening up now. There's what I saw, only about 50 left, eh? Yeah, it's a good number, good number still left. And so you said Van Aert's in the. Well, Van Aert's in, in the that break, yeah. Van Aert, Van Aert, Van Aert, we stood about him. I'm assuming that's why the German boys are up the road for him. Well, he's a good shout, I think he, he, he could win it today, aye. Yeah. Well, the boys are saying that Sagan chucked it. He had a puncture and he had a crash and whatever. So Andy, we've made it to the finish. Seen a couple of laps in Montrose Street now in Glasgow Green for the last... Seen one, seen one lap go past. And the break's obviously going to stay away now. It was all the, all the main nations were represented, so, you know, Italy, France, Belgium, there was even a German. Well, they were, there. they were represented. Um, but uh, what have we just heard? Just having a quick look on Twitter, and it seems that um, one of the, the Dutch riders, I think Lamartink, took a few of that leading group out, so we're left with a very reduced bunch now of um, Davide Cimolai and uh, Matteo Trentin of Italy. Um, Wout van Aert and uh, Mathieu van der Poel, two cycle crossers, and the Spanish rider Herada, Jesus Herada. We're down to five. So you were, you were tipping Herada for a, having a bit of a sprint on him? You may have um, a wee bit of a dig, well, we'll all of a dig now if they yeah. get to the finish together, of course, but you would argue do, do Italy go for a, a one two punch with Chimolai maybe trying to get off the front and letting tra uh, Trentin sprint, or would Chimolai sit in and Try and lead Trentino. out. You think yeah. he's of the two Italians? He's probably got the better sprint finish for sure. So yeah, it's um, coming up nicely. Here go. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Trentin's going to lead out. Oh, got caught back. Trentin. Trentin. Yeah, Trentin. Yeah. Trentin won it. You can see that. Yeah, Chimolai. Yeah, Chimolai, the two riders from the Italians in Armand de Yeah, Trentin. So Andy is calling Matteo Trentin as the winner. I think we're we're pretty sure we could see a dark blue jersey there. Yeah. Stuck the arms in the air. Let's have a look, see if we can get the the beauty of um, Twitter, see if we can get the, um, the podium. Yeah, so we're playing teams one. There you go, yep, not the top. 17, that's that confirmed. Confirmed by a number of people oh. on Twitter. We'll just see if we can get number two and three, see if. Um, the cycle cross boys managed to grab a couple of the medals. No, it'd be good. Good. Good if they did. That's make a bit of that. Yeah. So we've got Fanart third, Herada fourth, but we don't have a second place yet. I 
can't read that, can you? <laughs> Thunderpool picked up silver. Thunderpool with silver? Silver? Thunderpool with silver, yeah. Okay, and Fanart picked up the bronze. Trentine Thunderpool Fanart, there's your result, Owen. That's a nice uh, podium, right? Yeah. I had a quality Great stuff, all, Andy. It's been a, oh, no, uh, been a pleasure to have your company yeah. for the race today. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was good fun. I think, we, I think we've said it enough times, but we'll, we'll say it once more. Just great to have this level of race in the city centre in Glasgow. So, uh, you know, long may this continue. Definitely. Yeah, excellent.